As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Before we get started, we would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you everyone for your continued support. I hope you guys are so excited to hear this week's podcast reviewer because I'm really excited to introduce her. No, I don't know her personally, but seriously, this just makes my heart full. So this is from Lee Amanda May 184 and she said, so helpful. I've never written a podcast review before. Woohoo, Kitty, you did it first time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like that is so special. You have no idea. And I binge podcast all day. This has been so helpful in creating a birth plan and knowing what to expect. As a first-time mom, I only know what horror stories I've been told by others and from all the research I've done. I feel much more prepared now and will most likely be purchasing the class from myessentialbirth.com. I just have to say a big fat thank you. I think it is the sweetest thing in the world that we got somebody to leave us a podcast. Thank you so much. Especially when she binges other yes, podcasts. It's so. so special. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I just love that you're feeling prepared. And you were right. Those horror stories, somebody needs to kick those to the curb. Can we just like, I just saw a meme posted the other day that was like, stop sharing. What was it? Like, stop sharing traumatic birth stories. And I wanted to be like, yes, <laughs> yes, stop doing that. We can't wait to welcome you into the course. Make sure you let us know it's you when you write your, hey, it's me <laughs> post introduction in our private Facebook group. And so we'll that, sing all your praises. <laughs> absolutely. You guys, this week's podcast topic is important. It's one of the tougher aspects of pregnancy and it's how to be patient when you are freaking sick of being pregnant. And the first thing I want you to know is that we totally get it. Honestly, by the time I hit about 37 weeks, I was 
often uncomfortable sleeping, getting up six or seven times at night to pee. I was anxious to meet my little baby, especially the first time when we'd had so many years of infertility and miscarriages. I was just done being pregnant. I wanted to be able to take a deep breath and eat more food and (laughs) sleep on my stomach. I want you to know that we totally understand so many reasons for why you're sick of being pregnant. Yeah. And I was going to say, this is for the last nine months of pregnancy, also known as the last two to three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like an eternity. It's the worst. And I, okay, sorry, I'll let you get into it, but I have to tell you guys really quick, like maybe I'll just save the story for a moment from now because you're going to get into due dates. Coming back to that thought. So we're here to guide you through how to be patient, how to make the most out of those last few weeks when you really just don't want to be pregnant anymore. And the first thing you've got to have is a clear understanding of due dates and how they work. Now, we don't want to get into it a ton because I feel like we cover this often in our podcasts. But if you don't understand how due dates work, you're inevitably going to be far more impatient than your peers who do know how they work. So the first thing you need to understand is the best time to determine a due date is that first ultrasound between 11 and 14 weeks or so. That's the best date to go off of. The second thing you need to keep in mind is that not every baby is suddenly past due the minute the clock and calendar strike 40 weeks. Some babies need a little bit longer in utero, just like some don't need as much time. Every kid is different. Every every baby is different. Every pregnancy is different. Every body is different. So it doesn't make sense to say that all babies are past due at 40 weeks. Well, and what's funny to me is that they call it an EDD which stands for estimated due date. In other words, the baby is not planning to make its arrival on that date. And yes, it is um, fluid, right? It goes forward, it goes backwards, it goes all over the place. Um, But I will tell you, I will tell you. Okay, so I was, I I know that maybe we've talked about this before, but oftentimes with moms, I know Courtney and I talked about it at lunch, actually. um, Oftentimes with moms, with with, um, more babies, the more babies you have, they say on average that you're, you're likely to have them earlier and earlier and earlier. But for myself, it went the opposite way. So (laughs) my first baby was due and I had them three days prior to the due date. Next baby was born on their due date, which I feel like is very special. And then the next baby was a week late. And I say late with all the love in my heart because I, knowing everything that I know, right? I was very knowledgeable about this stuff, but I kid you not, I hit 40 weeks and one day and I was like, get out. (laughs) (laughs) I've had enough. And you know what I did? We're going to give you all the like positive, what you really should do. I was like, Michael, my husband, go get me an Oreo shake every day this baby is left in there. Every day. He brought me home one from work and I was just eating like, hope you're happy in there because I'm just going to keep this up. <laughs> so mad. So it is, it's more of a mind game than anything. Right? It is. And when it comes to anything like this, they talk about aspects of good communication or good customer service. It's expectation management <laughs> is the biggest way to avoid oh. feeling frustrated. So manage so your own expectations. That's right. I have that same thought process though my first was 39 weeks my second was 38 and so when baby number three came I was like oh my gosh he's coming at 37 weeks I even had my mom bless her heart show up at 39 weeks to help when the baby was there yeah he didn't come until the very next day that she left 40 weeks and one day so please get it out of yeah that's perfect so get it out of your head 
that just because this is pregnancy three or four that they're going to come sooner or around the same time as their siblings. That's not what that means. Also, and here's another one I hear from women a lot. This isn't always true either. Just because your mom and your sisters mm -hmm. and your great aunt Susie all had their babies at 38 weeks or sooner does not mean that you're going to follow suit. No. In fact, it doesn't mean anything. It just yep. means that that's when they had their babies. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like how we talk about dilation. So um, tell yourself that whenever your baby, decide now that whenever they come, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And you're going to be patient. Yeah. And just like Courtney talked about, I said, oh, that's so cool when she was talking about when she had her baby, because actually we know the estimated due date as 41 days and one week. Yeah. No, 41 weeks and one day. That's, yeah. that's what we were going for there. I know. Um, yeah. And so that was really cool that she had her baby on that. So in other words, your baby is not overdue. It's not even overdue at this point. But they say the average for first-time moms is 41 weeks and one day. So that 40 weeks is just a joke. So decide right now, especially if you're a first-time mom, that if I hit 41 weeks, it's I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to decide now mm -hmm. that I'm not going to be upset or frustrated. Um, the next pointer that we would give you with being patient when you're sick of being pregnant is having a clear understanding of why it's usually best for your baby to pick their birthday. I remember I have a NICU friend out here in Utah, and she's like, it's always so funny to me to see these big eight-pound babies mm -hmm. in the NICU because they were induced um, mom was just tired of being pregnant or maybe the doctor more often, more likely mm -hmm. the doctor suggested induction. She's like, but clearly some of these babies weren't just quite ready to be born yet. Um, you can avoid a lot more complications. Most of the time there are exceptions by letting your baby pick their due date. It's safe. Yeah, and them. you brought up a good point because I, um, this is a conversation you need to have with your provider, like way before you get closer to being tired of having a baby inside of you. Because if you get to that point where you're like, I'm done, I wouldn't mind an induction and an induction is offered and presented as it's not that big of a deal, or maybe this is a better decision for you, then it's much easier to say, yeah, I think that is a good idea. And we're not opposed to however you decide to give birth and whatever choice you make. However, it is fair that you know the benefits and risks. And so mm -hmm. if any kind of mechanical intervention that we have to start birth or to get a baby here earlier, um, whether, whether or not it's medically necessary, it has its risks of interventions um, and general risks, you know, higher risks of cesarean rates or um, however you want to look at it. There are just things that can be a little more of a challenge or go differently than if you would allow a baby to bake and kind of set their own due date. So when we talk about that, what happens as labor gets going is baby actually sends the signal. They send a little signal up to your brain and it goes back down and into the hormones and all of that. And that's what gets the oxytocin flowing to begin labor. So baby knows when they're done for the most part. And we would say aside from medical or emergency um, necessary things that need to happen, it is always best to allow that natural process to occur. And I will also say um, from experience myself, so I, you guys know that my first baby was born by cesarean birth. My second baby was born vaginally, but we did use Pitocin. And so when it was go time for the third baby that was born at home, my midwife did warn me that she's like, just so you're aware, your body has used Pitocin two times for baby. It might take it a little while to kick in. And she wasn't joking. <laughs> okay. Like there are some natural things that if you interfere with them, you may create challenges for yourself later. So 
just, it's important for you guys to be aware of all that information, I think is the point I'm trying to make. So everything we just talked to you about, our next pointer is to then go and take that information and educate your friends and your family. <laughs> you know the people, they're going to be the ones that are texting you at 40 weeks saying, have you had your baby yet? Are they here yet? And sometimes you guys, those texts when you're already sick of being pregnant can be so annoying and so infuriating because you're like, trust me, if he was here, I would let you know, or if baby was here, I'd let you know. So it's important to um, be the educator and let your friends and family know all about how due dates work, that no, my baby's not past due, they're just fine, my doctor and I are being vigilant, however you want to approach it, um, but help them understand how all of this really works as well and you'll be doing yourself a favor. Yeah, because they won't be bugging you, hopefully, as much. That's, that's a main goal here. Along those same lines, you need to set expectations with your family and friends of, hey, listen, I know we're approaching my due date. Um, I'm already feeling kind of anxious about it. So, you know, and decide what you want the expectation to be. Like, please don't send me texts about this. I promise we'll let you know as soon as he's here or something. But set the expectation. Again, we're managing expectations, mm. not only for you, but for your loved ones as well. As a way to honor all of the mothers on here, from now through Mother's Day weekend, you can grab the My Essential Birth course and get the new bonus birth affirmations track plus matching birth affirmation cards and get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot. Or you can be one of the first five to bundle and save grabbing the My Essential Birth and Postpartum course. And I will personally send you a handmade 100% muslin cotton belly bind with your bonus tutorial video. Plus you get all the bonuses from before the birth affirmation track, matching birth affirmation cards, and you get entered to win one of three goodies from Docatot, totaling $247 worth of goodies. Head to myessentialbirth.com forward slash get started and join me in the birth course today. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, you know what I think is funny, or I've heard some moms do generally with after their first baby because they likely haven't experienced the um, fun part of telling people your due date and then having them ask you all the questions. But I have had moms in my classes before who have said, uh, I'm due some, sometime in September, I sometime in October. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they tell people. And so it leaves it, you know, people get annoyed, but people get annoyed about everything. They I noticed, think they know they should know all your business. I noticed a lot of celebrities, um, you know, Meghan Markle, Princess Kate Middleton, they do the same thing. They'll say, and the mm. princess is due with the baby, um, you know, in late spring or late April. And you're like, that is so clever. Mm -hmm. That's so smart. Well, and I think I, I have a girlfriend who is a midwife and she trained with an Amish community for the last part of her um, getting her midwife credentials. And they actually, at least in this community, she said they are not allowed to tell each other their due dates. And so they all guess. Oh. And But then there's not, I don't know exactly why, but it kind of like keeps all of the questioning and stuff to the side. But she said it actually makes it way more fun for them too. That is exciting. Yeah. So if you do have family or friends, because you will, um, that persist on calling and texting and asking if you've had the baby, particularly once you have passed that due date, uh, there are a couple of things that you can do that will help alleviate some of that stress. So number one is having a point of contact person that gets it and refers others to them. So this can be like a mom or a husband or a family member that you can say if people are texting you, you know what, I am going to give all that information to this person and we'd love if you can contact them to ask questions so it doesn't stress me out. For me, that was my mom 
all my siblings, I was the first to have kids in the family. They were really anxious when we were pregnant with our first. And I let my mom know in advance and I let my siblings know and all the family, hey, I'm only gonna be giving information to mom. It's just easier that way. And she'll make sure you guys all get the updates. You could also choose to give your own updates preemptively. I've seen this and with the blessings of social media, this is really easy to do. So if you have a lot of friends and family that follow you on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, um, rather than sit around waiting to answer their texts on when is baby here, I've seen some women post a really cute picture and they're like, nope, he's still not here yet, but I promise I'll let you all know as soon as, it, you know, I keep saying he. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because we had three boys, right? Yes. But, you know, baby's still not here yet. We promise to let you know as soon as they are. You also have the option to ignore calls and messages, even if it makes people a little more frantic. Um, you may even block people temporarily. <laughs> I kind of love that suggestion. Courtney wrote that down. Yeah. Um, and have your partner field the inquiries. So if there's anything coming at you, kind of same thing, just phone off and send it to him. Uh, and you can leave a fun voicemail. I love this idea about if the baby's, you know, no, baby's not here, don't call us, we'll call you. I think that's super fun. Yeah, because then when you click it over, you're screening your calls, they get sent to voicemail and that's what they hear. Right. Right, and it's perfect. Probably our biggest tip with being patient in those last few weeks of pregnancy is giving yourself something to look forward to. Like for real, Oreo look forward to. Every day. Every single day. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be expensive. I get that a lot of people when they're having babies, money's a little yeah. tight. And so maybe work it out with your partner that they're going to give you, you know, a 20 minute back massage when they get home. It can be free things for sure. Or paint your toenails because sure. right. you certainly can't reach them at that time. Yeah. Maybe you have a movie that you've been waiting to see on Netflix or something and that's what you're going to do. But set something up every single day. Schedule it in your phone. Don't wait until the day of and go, oh, I'm still pregnant and then decide <laughs> to do something. And the reason is because I, with baby number four, I had a photographer lined up. I was so excited. It's going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me that I hadn't had my hair highlighted in a little bit. And I have these <laughs> giant like two, three inches of roots hanging out. And so I made a hair appointment um, because I was sick of being pregnant. I was like, this will be nice. Look at my hair done. You guys, that stinker butt of a baby girl came <laughs> that morning, literally like an hour after my would-be appointment. That's a great way to tell what your kid's going to be like. It's a up. great way to throw yourself into labor. Yes. So <laughs> schedule something super awesome if you're trying to go into labor and then you won't get to do it. So yeah. And that'll help you to know that that's going to be a very feisty stinker <laughs> of a kid growing up. Cause that's true. At least for my little girl, <laughs> even now. Don't listen, Eden. Um, as you get going though, and some of this is funny, right? But this is on the, a little more of a serious side note here. You want to rely heavily on those positive affirmations that you've been probably building hopefully throughout your whole pregnancy but these are more specific for my body and baby know when it's time to give birth um, everything with my body is healthy and strong and every day in there is better for my baby things that are telling you to trust your body your baby God's timing and things that encourage patience um, it's definitely easier to, to take care of your baby when they're inside of your body than outside so that can be something encouraging to think about too one of the questions we get asked often is when is it okay for me to start doing some of these um, natural ways to jumpstart birth mm -hmm. and really I would say it's okay to do things that help your body lean towards labor. Um, we do have a podcast all about that and we'll link to that in the show notes. Um, but keep in mind that a hospital provider is unlikely to want to let you go past 41 weeks and an out of hospital provider like a midwife 
is unlikely to want to let you go past about 42 weeks. Um, and they do these as a safety precaution. So some of these last resort items um, are castor oil recipe or membrane sweeps or even induction. Um, these are last resort items and they should be used just like that as last resorts. And I think it's a good idea to kind of um, go a little internal and think about why you're feeling like you would like to get things moving. Is it because people are coming into town and you want them to be there when the baby is born so that they can help? Is it because you're afraid of the process? Is it because you're just tired of being pregnant? I think getting into the mental space first is actually a very positive place to go. And then working through that, work all the way through your whys before you start trying to do some things. Because I know that Courtney and I have found as doulas when we're supporting women, a lot of the times, um, and not just adrenaline, but the emotional side of things where there can be some fear or uncertainty um, or even just some things like they haven't said out loud, that can actually be a stall to labor. Mm -hmm. And so if you're thinking, I want this baby out, but subconsciously you've got some, some stuff going on that you haven't worked through, then that can actually, those two can kind of be fighting each other. And so that is why we discuss communication and affirmations and journaling, you, journaling and yeah. meditation and different, different exercises. The, the meditations that we have, like the downloadable meditations that help moms work through where they're at so that they can be in a really positive mental space um, to allow birth to begin naturally. Sorry, I just realized I didn't answer the question. We get asked a lot. When can I start doing when can I start doing some of those natural things that lean towards labor? Um, some of the things are preparatory. We have um, certain herbal remedies and exercises that you can do even starting at around 36 weeks. But generally speaking, it's a good idea to wait until your full term, which is considered 37 weeks, before you embark on some of those other methods. And a final suggestion even if you think it's a little silly, is talk to your baby. You mm -hmm. have such a strong spiritual, emotional connection, physical connection to your baby. They're listening to you every minute of every day. And so it's okay to have a little conversation with them and let them know, I'm so excited to meet you. I really hope you come soon. Let's work together to bring you here safely you know, talk to them and let them know how excited you are to have them come. Yeah, I spent a lot of time talking to my babies. Um, you know me, I love to be in the bath and that's, <laughs> I would head to my bath, um, particularly later in pregnancy, but I would, I would have those conversations in my head and out loud while I'm kind of rubbing on my tummy or whatever, or feeling against them. Um, and this is a technique that we use a lot with moms who have breech babies or posterior babies. We talk about talking, we talk about the movement, um, and you would, I think a lot of people would be surprised how powerful that is. I know, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe we don't get onto the spiritual side of things as much as we should, but that mother-baby connection is so powerful. Um, I absolutely believe that you can talk to that baby and they listen and they hear and they understand or comprehend in a way that might not be specific to words, but absolutely that communication happens. And we wanna highly recommend that you reach out within a community. So you guys know, um, especially the listeners that are within the birth course already and you're in the Facebook community group, I think that is my like favorite thing to watch. As women are coming up to giving birth and you guys are talking to each other and you're watching and you're waiting and it's so exciting. And I think having somebody else to share that excitement with you instead of being like in your head about it or how you're not feeling super great about being pregnant still, watching other people have babies or seeing if you're gonna go first or not, 
all of that is super fun and not only a good distraction, but I feel like it gives you really good peace of mind um, and love and joy and appreciation for your body and, and everything that you're doing while you're waiting. And it may be hard if you're the last person of women that you know to <laughs> be the last there. one to go. It's kind of like, is knowing dilation from a vaginal exam going to be helpful or harmful to you? <laughs> However, what I've noticed time and time again is that women who have had their baby and know that they still have a buddy that's waiting, mm -hmm. turn around and cheer you on and help you be patient. And that encouragement is real. Not only do you need it, but it, oh my goodness, like it feels so good to hear. It's, it, I feel like it makes you like a happier mom, a happy, like you puts you in in a better place just hearing from other women and I, I feel like that's the important part other women who have been there or who are there that it's going to be okay you will not be pregnant forever like all of that makes a huge difference a theme that you'll notice throughout fertility throughout pregnancy throughout birth is patience right <laughs> when we're trying to get um, when we're trying to get pregnant and it doesn't happen right away we just need to try and be patient. When we're pregnant and we're sick of being pregnant and our babies past their estimated due date We've got to learn some patience. We expect patience on the part of our providers. We talk a lot about that. That's a characteristic of a really great provider is that they're patient and they're willing to let birth unfold in a way that is natural but also safe for you. So if we're going to ask that and demand that of our providers, we have to be willing to show a little patience ourselves as well. We know you can be patient and we're cheering you on. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.